It's car con carne. Let's eat in the car. It's car con carne. Carcon Carney, and we're back. I'm James Van Ostel, and Carcon Carney is sponsored by our friends at Happy to Meet You. I've been getting my food, my meat delivered from Happy to Meet You for a while. They're Chicago's online butcher shop. They come to your door. Order late, get your food delivered next day. In fact, get it delivered for free with my promo code Carney, C-A-R-N-E. The meats they have, the, the cuts they have, this is the same stuff that you get at the big steakhouses in Chicago, and it's delivered to you. Uh, if you look at the Carcone Carne Facebook or the Carcone Carne Instagram tonight, uh, you will see a borderline pornographic video of the steak that was made using the ribeye from Happy to Meet You. Uh, it was gorgeous, cooked to a lovely medium rare. Uh, the food is fantastic. And if you're like me, shopping at grocery stores throughout lockdown since the pandemic started in March, you realize you can't make a bad cut of beef taste good a bad cut of meat's a bad cut of meat happy to meet you problem solved get food delivered for free with my promo code help support the people who support carcon carne use the promo code carne your tummy will thank you all right that out of the way i'm excited i have as my guest tonight shannon candy uh who i, I guess we all kind of remember from strawberry jacuzzi a band that is no longer with us as of last year correct yeah uh what happened there everything okay yeah, everything's fine. Just, you know, time to move on. Pe people grow and move on. And here we are. Yeah, everyone's got like real jobs and things to do. And it's just harder and harder to get people together, you know, completely get it. Yeah. So I, as I was talking about lockdown, as it pertained to happy to meet you, I mean, we've all found new ways to do old things. We're all figuring out how to keep ourselves busy during lockdown lockdown. Uh, the way you kept yourself busy was recording your first solo album. Yeah. You know, I, like everybody, I, I'm bored. And like all of my musician friends, you know, I've really missed playing music, getting together with friends and playing together. And, you know, I, I thought like, well, when we are able to see each other again, who knows what that's going to look like, right? You know, like, we don't know when shows are coming back and what it's going to be like when it does happen. So, I thought, well, if I'm going to keep doing this thing that I love, that I'm passionate about, I might have to rethink how I do it. And so, yeah, I just started making music in my apartment and I didn't think I'd share it with anybody. <laughs> I thought it would just be for kicks. And uh, yeah, very lucky that they all turned out good enough to share. Uh, was there a point where you just weren't confident to let it loose into the wild? You, you... I've just never done it before. Um, I've, I've never, I've always had other people record me and I have like sort of like a rudimentary understanding of how to use recording software and, and microphones and stuff like that. But, you know, I'd never done anything where I was doing the, the whole thing. So I just, I kind of just thought like, oh, maybe I'll get good enough at this eventually where I won't feel embarrassed sharing these creative works with the world. Um, and like, you know, a couple songs in, I was like, actually, these are okay. Like these are, yeah. these are, you know, non-embarrassing levels of good. And um, 
yeah, at that point, you know, it kind of just became an album, but it didn't start that way. I just thought I was going to have fun. I, I think this is what happened with the first Foo Fighters album. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, no, it actually is, though. Same, so same trajectory, I would have to imagine. Exactly. Yeah, so I'm going to be on SNL pretty, pretty soon. And, and hosting the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Yeah. <laughs> so the, the album is so long. Let's start in reverse. Let's start with the last song on the album, which is the title track. Uh, it's my favorite song on the album. It's the oh, last one. Yeah, nice. Tell it's also kind of it's kind of the saddest song on the album. Um, so that one was just kind of you know just all different kinds of anxiety and depression kind of seep, you know seeping in and just kind of feeling like man I'm so sick of everything I just want to go away and never come back you know just feeling like I just don't want to deal with any of this anymore and it's also exhausting. Um, so yeah, say goodbye to me. You're never going to see me again. I'm leaving. You know, it, that's kind of how that one came about. Uh, another favorite on the album. It, it sounds to me like someone was watching the news when she wrote these songs. Um, <laughs> read a book uh, to quote. Yeah. Hey, you, why don't you read a fucking book? Why don't you take a fucking look? Why don't you read a fucking book? Motherfucker. That sounds yeah. all really. It's just a suggestion. <laughs> right. Right. You're being a little passive. Why don't you? Yeah, that's saying you should read a book, motherfucker. It's <laughs> hey, if you don't mind, brother, give that a shot. Let uh, me know why you wouldn't do it. Why don't you? I don't know. Let me know. Uh, the first song, IUD, talking about as you're you know, learning, recording and, and mastering and mixing for the first time. Uh, it's interesting. I, IUD, I, I, it's fuzzy and buzzy. Uh, the guitars are definitely more prominent in the mix on mm -hmm. this one than your voice. And it, it sounds to me like that was absolutely intentional. You're going for a specific something there. You know, I, I don't know. I think I just kind of liked the way it sounded. I don't know if it was a conscious choice that my vocals be buried a bit, but the way it happened just, you know, felt right. That sounds um, awesome. Oh, thanks so much. That one actually was a Strawberry Jacuzzi song that we just, we never got around to recording and then we just never did. So I thought, all right, I'm going to, I'm going to steal that one. Uh, do you think your bandmates heard it and said, damn it. <laughs> They've all heard it. I think. Um, yeah. Well, you know, what can it you do? What <laughs> well, there's a, a thing I like in music and that's when darker themes or topics or, ly or lyrics are balanced out by sunny melodies and, and keyboards. Uh, that's what we get in mean world. It yeah. is a very fun sounding song, but it, it, it runs in, in polar opposite of, of what you're singing about. Yeah. Well, I don't know. Like, I don't know about you, but when I'm sad, I just, I want to dance it out. I want to, <laughs> I want to be peppy. You know, I want to get that bad feeling out there. Um, so I think a lot of the songs, you know, the the lyrics, if you listen to them, are kind of dark or, you know, angry. But if you were just listening to the music, you'd think I was having a great time. Exactly. And like, that's cool. Now, to be clear, I don't usually want to dance anything out. <laughs> but I, I understand what you're saying. Yeah. I, I get the spirit of that. Uh, the song, Well, Actually, sounds like a throwback to pre-COVID life. And it makes a case for social distancing moving forward. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, so, okay, so I've worked a lot of places. I worked as a wedding DJ, for example, for eight years. And 
you know, I would be trying to lift equipment and just men would fall over themselves to come over and grab it from me to lift it for me. And it just used to drive me bananas. Um, and just, you know, stuff like that as a musician, as a DJ, just in all aspects of my life, these sort of encounters are just, you know, they're so frustrating when they happen. And, you know, what else can you do but like write a song about it, you know, and just try try to make someone laugh at least, you know, <laughs> try to try to commiserate with somebody who hears it. Uh, how tough is the wedding DJ racket? I've done the radio DJ thing before, but uh, wedding so DJ I've, seems hard. I also have a radio DJ background. That was my major in college. Was it really? Yes. I was a radio broadcasting major. Where, where was this? North Central over in okay. Naperville. Yeah. Sure. So, um, that's yeah, a W O N W O N C. That's correct. Yeah. 89 one. So I, um, I, I did radio in high school and college. And by the time I was like halfway through college, I was like, well, I'm not going to find a job, you know, <laughs> like the writings on the wall here. I'm not stupid. Um, cause this was like 2006, 2007 that I was graduating. So, you know, yeah. it's like, it was already like, so competitive because there were no jobs. It was never easy, but at that point, for yeah, sure, you were right. And uh, so, yeah, so I started, you know, DJing weddings at some point just because, like, I missed playing music for people. Yeah, you know, I just I missed being able to like kind of control the vibe of a room with you know my decisions. So you know, wedding DJing is is one of the weirdest jobs I've ever had because I would leave weddings some nights and feel like this is the best job in the world. I would do it for free. I'm going to do it forever. And then some days I would leave and just be like, Oh my God. Like <laughs> if I hear, you know, a black eyed pea song one more time, I'm going to lose it. Um, so yeah, it's, it's a, a job of ups and downs, mostly ups. There's, there's a lot of good stuff. Was there a lot of like Uncle Bob trying to slip you a 10 to play some old time rock song? and roll? Yeah. <laughs> no, that's never okay to play. Yeah, no. Uh, no Seeger. Lot, lots of that. Lots of Uncle Bob coming over and like trying to touch me and, and dance with me. Lots of that. Um, you know, you get a lot of couples who are very cool, very cool. And like, they just they think their taste in music is so obscure <laughs> and then it's just like LCD sound system. And you're like, well, okay. Like, you know, that's not that obscure. Like, you know, you get a lot of stuff like that. Um, but no, it's, I'm obviously not doing it anymore. Cause you know, but um, yeah, that was eight years of my life. It was really fun. That's awesome. Uh, yeah. Going back to the album. So long again, if you're just joining us that right there is Shannon candy. So long is available. Uh, for purchase, for streaming. Uh, purchase would be the more appropriate thing to do in this day and age. Um, snaps and claps. This one, it, it, truth in advertising, it has snaps and claps. <laughs> yeah. Right out of the that, gate. <laughs> so that one, I, I, in logic, I made the snaps and claps that you hear in the background. Before I knew it was going to be any song, I just kind of made that for fun and saved the file as snaps and claps and then just never changed it. So the song might have been called something else had I done something different in the background, but you know, here we are. So how much time did it take from conceiving this to putting it out in the wild last week? Was this the, the, the length, the, the breadth of uh, the pandemic or was this? No, it was pretty fast. Actually. 
I started recording in like early August. Um, and I would say everything got finished around um, like late September. And then it was, I, I found someone to mix and master it, uh, Angel Mark Lloyd. Uh, she's awesome. And once uh, she was done with it is when I released it. So from start to finish, you know, two months, three months. It, it's, you know, I, I talked to a lot of people at the front end uh, of the pandemic, a lot of creatives. And there were many who had a hard time finding that creative spark, that inspiration. I mean, the, the sense of existential dread was crippling enough that it prevented people from creating. Uh, I think it's really important for creatives to tough it out, fight their way through it and figure out ways to make that connection with that creative part of their brains. And you did. I mean, it's yeah. if nothing else. It's good to have that focus every day. Like, oh, I need to go back and clean up that song or I need to add a verse to this song. Just mm -hmm. Keep that, keep the brain busy. Right. Well, it was nice just to have a distraction, mm -hmm. especially as we got into like September and the debates and like so much was going on. Um, it was nice just to be able to kind of go in my little bedroom and put my headphones on and just like pretend like nothing is happening. <laughs> just, you know, focus on music and, and making silly noises on the computer. But um yeah, I think at the beginning of the pandemic, I too would have been too full of dread to do anything. Uh, and at a certain point, I think I just was frustrated enough where I had to put that energy somewhere. Yeah, I mean, I, I completely get it. This is something I do every weeknight now. And it's yeah. a way to way to check out and just put my energy elsewhere. Yeah. And not have to pay attention to the news or anything else or the comments on every platform. Well, was, yeah, I just, I wind up staring at my phone and, you know, doom scrolling yeah. and it's just, it's not healthy and it feels bad. Um, <laughs> so it, it, like it does. And, you know, so if I could just like put that energy into something that I can at least feel good about, you know, it, it feels like doing something, even yeah. if it's just, you know, making music. I get to that point with doom scrolling. It's, it's like when I, I, I'm not a gambler, but I've been to Vegas a couple of times and I would sit in front of the slot machines and you keep you know, pushing the button, letting the, the wheel scroll or whatever those things are called on the slots. Yeah. You keep waiting to hit. And that's the way mm -hmm. I feel when I scroll through the comments. Well, surely someone will say something sane if I keep scrolling. Yeah. Surely if I keep going, someone's going to be a voice of reason. Fuck. No, nope, no, nope, that's not saying, Oh my God. And, and it just, it, to me, it's like playing the slots. You just, you never hit, but you keep chasing it's a it. Bottomless pit of sadness. <laughs> Surely someone will be the voice of reason. Surely someone will stand up and say, you know what? That's, that's bananas. Nope. Never yeah. happens. No. Uh, I had a mutual friend uh, on the podcast recently, Dan Jarvis. Oh uh, yes. From the band diagonal. About a month and a half ago, I had his band on. I love his band, Diagonals. Oh, they're fantastic. Band. Yeah. And I made a snarky comment about cassettes. <laughs> I think I called them an inferior medium or, or something I, I, <laughs> I immediately regretted. Uh, came to know that Dan, of course, has put out plenty of cassettes by cool bands. Uh, you also did the same. I mean, you do the same. I did. Yeah. I, uh, I started a little cassette label, um, Bernice Records. And, you know, it was something that I enjoyed doing, but it kind of, A, you know, it's more time consuming than I think I had time for, because this was pre-pandemic, uh, pre I had like 
you know, a job to go to every day. I was in bands and I think I just didn't have enough time to focus on doing it, you know, as well as say Dan and other labels in the city were. So it kind of fell by the wayside, but you know, when a band reaches out and wants to put out something that I believe in, you know, I still want to put it out, but yeah, I'm not, I'm not as hardcore about it as Dan, I guess is what I'm saying. After talking to Dan a couple of times over the past month or so, I, I found myself on Amazon earlier this week looking at boom boxes. It's the first yeah. time I went shopping for boom boxes since like 1991. And I'm like, okay, well this, this is a turntable cassette CD combo. Wait, am I going to actually play CDs again? Maybe I will. Uh, so you I will. Yeah. I, 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 the, the getting back the vinyl collection was the gateway drug and now it's mm-hmm. all right, let's, let's go cassette shopping. Let's go to half price books and see what we can pick up there. I think everything's going to come back eventually. It's just big circle. And, and there's a level of comfort to it all too. The, yeah. The, the acquisition and just the collecting, you know, with tapes, particularly, I feel like, you know, that was the first medium I had growing up that was like what I listened to like music on I would tape songs off the radio you know like that was like what I did as a kid so there's a little bit of like a nostalgic comfort to it in a lot of ways um even if it doesn't sound the best um it's you know it it just there's something that just kind of feels good about it what was the first album you ever bought um so let's see so I I'm very fortunate in that I had a cool older brother um, so the first uh, CD I ever owned was the Smashing Pumpkins uh, single for 1979. And then I, I want to say like No Doubt's Tragic Kingdom. <laughs> same, same general time frame, mid 90s. Yeah. Yeah. I was about 12. So that was Me the too. time for No Doubt. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So the album, uh, I love it. It's fun. It's fast. It's it's called So Long. Uh, we can get it on Bandcamp and hear it, hear it everywhere else too, right? Yeah, it's on Spotify, it's on iTunes, Apple Music, all all the usual places. Well, we learned a lot this year. We learned that you are perfectly fine as a solo artist. You don't need a band. You can do it all yourself. Oh, that's so sweet. Well, it's so funny because when I started telling people like I'm gonna be I'm gonna be recording a solo album, I felt so corny. Like like admitting that felt embarrassing. Like who am I, Justin Timberlake? Like I'm recording a solo album. You know, it felt so weird. Um, that's yeah. the most midwest. That's the most midwestern thing you've said all night. I, I think yeah. I think we midwesterners tend to be very self deprecating. Yeah. About about things we shouldn't be or we should be more proud of. I think that's you, you kind of hedge your bets like, oh, the, here's this thing I'm doing. But yeah, I get it. Yeah. 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 I just felt like, who, who am I? Why would I do that? Um, it just feels so self-absorbed or something. Um, but really, I mean, I was just trying to figure out like, well, how can I do this? How can I do something I love in a way where I don't have to be around anybody you know like what's a way I can do this that's like safe and in the future like I don't know what's going to happen in the future I just want to keep doing stuff that I love doing so you know just figuring out how to stay you know on track to do things I love is kind of we we don't know what next week will be like that's that's been this year every week is surprise week right like oh god even thinking back to like when I said the debates earlier I was like god it feels like a year ago. It feels so long ago. I, I've said this and we've all said this, but time has been flowing in such a strange way. Uh-huh. It, it, it definitely feels weeks feel like months. Mm-hmm. And it's just, it's been bizarre. All right. 
the long story short, so long as the new album, you are Shannon Candy. Thank you so much for doing this. Yeah, thanks for having me, James. This has been great.